In part two of our podcast series on having the talk with your kids, we continue our conversation with Noelle Cope, Advanced Practice Registered Nurse. This time we're talking to middle school kids on topics such as smoking, drugs, sex, relationships, and social media. All right, so let's pretend now that I'm a little older. I'm 14 years old, so that middle school age. How does that conversation go in your office with the the kid? Yeah, the middle school conversation is a lot more in-depth, and I honestly wish we could start it a little bit sooner, but our opportunity to get to those kids sometimes is a little bit lacking. If they do come in for a sports physical and I, I have their attention, I'll start dropping little bits and pieces, but typically... My ninth grade talk, I affectionately call it my sex, drugs, and rock and roll talk because we talk about all those topics. Um, Most of these things they've been exposed to and have heard about already, especially today. 20 years ago, I feel like kids were a little bit more naive when it came to certain topics. Now, sometimes my kids come in teaching me new things that I didn't even know (laughs) that was going on. Um, Thank you, social media and the internet. So typically how we're, we start off with that is very much with the whole vape cigarette conversation, except um, instead of asking you to tell me three reasons why we aren't going to smoke, I'm going to tell you, don't be dumb. Don't start smoking cigarettes. Don't start vaping. We know it's addictive. We know it's bad. You've heard on the news all the risks that have gone along with the vaping. Mm-hmm. And even though you think it can't happen to you, it can. I can pull up studies, I can pull up statistics, I can pull up newspaper articles. So just kind of know, you know all the reasons why it's not safe, don't do it. So end of discussion on the vaping and the cigs, to be honest with you. Um, I do reiterate the fact that they are very addictive. And I have a couple, I've had several kids coming in that smoke the equivalent of about three packs per day in jewel form. And they didn't even realize they were smoking that much. And so, yes, they're addicted. They're not only smoking three packs of cigarettes per day, mm-hmm. essentially, um, and then there's the cost that goes along with it, and they're yeah. sneaking it, and older people are purchasing it for them. And now you have a lot of people doing these black market jewel cartridges that you can get for $5 instead of spending 25 Well, that's when you get into issues with what exactly are you getting for What's your five gonna... bucks? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just kind of warning them that, You know, so-and-so isn't your friend. He's your dealer. So, you know, oh, I get him from my buddy. You know, he sells. That's where I get my pot from, and that's where I get my jewel cartridges. But, you know, he's legit. Like, I've been buying from him for a while. Okay, that's your dealer. That's not your friend. He's nice to you because he wants your money Mm -hmm. and your friend's money, and he wants you to purchase things from him. But the minute you short him 20 bucks, he's going to beat the crap out of you. Um, So make no mistake. And I've had kids come in with black eyes because of that. Where'd you get the black eye? You know, mom's not in the room. What's up? Well, so-and-so gave me 20 bucks to purchase some weed and we didn't exchange the money. And so, you know, he beat me up. But I would too if, if I, you know, if he stiffed me 20 bucks. I mean, my kids, luckily for me, are really open about a lot of this stuff when their parents aren't in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I just ask matter-of-factly. I assume it's happening instead of asking if it's happening. And I really try, I mean, I'm not really shocked by much anymore. So I let them know that I'm not their parent. You know, I'm their, I'm their medical provider, and we need to have open communication so I can help them with things. And if they can't trust me, then this isn't going to work. And I've always promised them they will never go home 
and have a parent sitting there going, so Noelle called me today. You wanna sit down, let's have a talk. If I do talk to their parent about something, I will always tell them first, and it's going to be because it's life-threatening, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. So after we talk about the vaping and the cigarettes, um, definitely jump into the marijuana. Most kids have been exposed to marijuana in middle school. Um, and so if I'm talking to you, I'm gonna say you've already, I'm sure you know plenty of kids who smoke pot. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just your your kids on the fringe or what we used to call back in the day, the stoner kids. Yeah, the burnouts the is burnouts, what we used to call yes. um, Now it's your drama kids, it's your chorus kids, it's your band kids, it's your honor society kids. And now what I'm noticing is that a lot of you think that it's safer to smoke pot than it is to drink alcohol. And most of the kids will say, well, yeah, I mean, people don't, you know, die in car accidents because they've, you know, overdosed on marijuana, alcohol so much worse. And um, what I want to stress to you is that marijuana does a lot of things to your brain that you can't see. So you're your brain is still developing. It's going to develop until about the age of 25. And there's a reason that we call teenagers pea brains. It's because your frontal lobe, which is right there in the middle of your forehead, um, which is responsible for critical thinking skills, decision-making, impulse control, your emotions, all things that you suck at as a teenager. You're terrible at all of that. And part of that's because you're 14 or 15. The other part of it is because developmentally, you're just not there yet. You're, you, you've you physically can't, you don't know what to do with those emotions because you're just not developmentally there. When we smoke weed, we actually stop our brain from developing in that particular area the way that it's supposed to be. So as stereotypical as it sounds, when you meet an adult who has smoked a lot of weed their whole life, they have a certain personality and that's stereotypical. They can be very successful. However, you tend to see people that are very laid back, not a lot of impulse control, not a lot of drive, kind of stuck in that same place. Mm -hmm. And again, it's totally a stereotype, but if you think about it, there's definitely a, your fair share of people that fit into that. So my advice is if you think that you're going to smoke weed, do it when you're older, when your brain's done developing. Make that decision at 25 or 26, but don't make that decision at 15 when it's going to affect your brain, besides the fact that it's illegal. So even though in the state of Illinois, it's being made legal, that's for 21 and older. You're not 21 and older. Mm -hmm. So at the age of 15, 14, you're still buying street weed. You have no idea what you're getting. It could be mixed with heroin. It could be mixed with methamphetamine. And I've had kids that have gotten really bad weed mixed with drugs, and they have done some very risky things. Um, run into traffic, smash their head against the wall. I've had people who have overdosed on marijuana and edibles who found themselves in a flipped over car without knowing how they got there. And yes, they did get into a car accident or they did go psychotic, they did have psychosis. So those are things we didn't see back in the 70s and 80s because marijuana had a much lower THC component. And the THC is the part that causes you to, be, to have hallucinogens and, and to get high. So back in my day, we only had about you know 13 to 15% THC. Now you guys are obtaining products that are about 30% THC. So that's significantly higher, which means it takes a lot less for that equation. And if someone says take a half a gummy, you guys are eating a handful of gummies. You just <laughs> overdosed on marijuana without even realizing it. So there are a lot of risks and, those th and it does make you do things you wouldn't normally do. Um, the other thing is you do see a lot of alcohol in high school and alcohol makes you do dumb things. Some things you remember, some things you don't, and that's where, again, it becomes dangerous. 
Um, so my advice is if you do go to a party and you find that they're drinking, I'd probably leave. Make up an excuse or just say, you know, if my mom finds out I'm here, she's going to bust my chops. So I'm going to go find something else to do. If you stay, don't drink. Go get your own cup. Get your own glass of water from the sink. Pour your own pop from a can. Carry it around with you. Um, bring one of those Yeti-style cups with a lid and just hang on to it and carry it around. Ultimately, your friends aren't going to care whether you're drinking or not. And if it makes you feel like you're more or less noticeable by carrying around a cup, then do it. But stay away from the alcohol. Um, it's going to make you do dumb things. It's going to make you lose that uh, common sense voice in your head that says, that's a really bad idea. Um, all of a sudden, you might find yourself uh, making out with some dude that, and it may go farther than you think because you weren't, you weren't expecting this to happen and because you'd had something to drink or maybe you were smoking pot, it took away that normal inhibition voice that would say, you know, don't do that. And that could turn into sex and it may be non-consensual or at the time it may have been consensual. But at the same time, you just put yourself in a situation that's been risky. Boys tend to do things like get into fights, jump off of high buildings or tie themselves behind something that's motor driven. All of that is a really bad idea. So um, that impulse control is definitely something that is taken away with alcohol and drinking. Um, if, you're, if you've been drinking or your friend's been drinking, don't get into a car with them. Your parents are not going to kill you. I absolutely promise they will not kill you. And that's because they've already invested too much money in you <laughs> and, they're, and you're the retirement plan. So we're not going to ruin that. Um, besides the fact prison orange is really not your mom's color. So it's okay. We're not going to ground you forever because that would be punishing ourselves. Why would we be silly enough to do that? But there are going to be consequences to bad decision making. So it's not that there's not going to be conversation and consequences, but death and eternal confinement are not going to be two of those things. The other thing you have to remember is that no matter what you do, your parents are not going to stop loving you. We're going to be disappointed. Um, we're going to be disappointed in things that you do, but we were also your age at one point, and we know that already. Um, that's what we're counting on helping you make good decisions is the fact that you don't want to disappoint us. No, you don't want to be grounded. No, you don't want your car taken away. But hopefully there's a little part of your brain, too, that says, man, it would really, really bother me for my mom to say, wow, we really expected a bit more out of you. So we're mm -hmm. hoping that we've also more so instilled that even if we're not watching, there's something called integrity and you're going to do your best to, to stick with that. Um, for my male patients and my female patients, I usually also let them know that, um, you know, if you are at a party and somebody clearly doesn't know what they're doing, um, nobody gets the, it has the right to mess around with them. So if you are at a party with some of your girlfriends and one of your friends is passed out, put her in your car and you take her home. And if she says, I'm fine, I'm fine, just leave me here. I'll have someone else drive me home. Put her in the car and take her home. So don't leave her behind because that's when something unfortunate can happen. Guys, if you are in a situation where you know that somebody's been drinking, she's not making choices and decisions that you know with 100% clarity is what she really wants to do, pat her on her head, take 10 giant steps backwards, and don't ever put yourself in a situation to question your integrity. That could be your sister. That could be your cousin. It could be somebody you know. So don't ever let somebody question your motives. Um, that can be really tricky sometimes because you might think, no, she's acting perfectly fine. I think she wants to do that. And I said, I, and I think as a boy mom, I see it two ways. As a woman, I definitely can say that through high school, college, as a young adult, 
I'm sure I put myself at risk for certain situations of making bad choices. Um, the flip side of that is I also know that sometimes people regret what they did and instead of owning it, they may place that blame elsewhere. And in our culture now, there's a lot more conversation about it. So as a boy mom, my, I, I would like, I stress to my sons, don't put yourself in that situation. If any question at all, to pat, pat, you know, if she still thinks you're the bomb diggity tomorrow, ask her out. <laughs> but tonight, no. Um, and as women, young women, I like to say, own it. If you made a mistake, own the fact that you made a mistake, but don't place that blame on somebody else because that can change that person's life. Now you're not talking about um, just keeping your reputation safe. You're talking about somebody possibly going to jail because you felt bad about something that you did. By all means, if somebody is doing something, do not take photographs, do not take a video. You will go to jail for that. And if you, you know, we're hoping that we're raising the type of kids who stand up and say, hey, leave her alone or leave him alone. Don't do that. And, you know, involve an adult at that point. That's not being a, a rat. That's not tattling. That's called being responsible and being safe and stopping a situation from, from getting really bad. Um, the flip side of that, too, is that um, when it comes to sex, you're going to hear a lot more about that getting into high school. So you've already heard a lot about it in middle school, I'm sure. You knew who those kids were who were already sexually active. Or you may have heard about people giving somebody a blowjob or there being oral sex. I will tell you that when I was your age, I had no idea what they were talking about. I heard about some girl who was giving blowjobs in the gym, and I literally thought that meant that she was blowing on a body part, but I just didn't know which body part. And I was not about to ask my parents or any of my friends because I didn't want to, them to think that I was the only one who, who knew. By the time I found out as like a freshman, I was like, what? She was doing what back there? Um, when they talked about oral sex, I actually thought that meant they were talking dirty on the phone. I had no idea that those two words were basically the same thing. Um, so when it comes to sex, number one, you need to do what you're comfortable with. You need to not be pressured into doing things you're not ready for. And also remember that by the time you get to be old like me, you're going to look back and wish there's a lot of things you didn't do. So the thing about high school relationships is you're probably not going to marry the high school sweetheart. Does it happen? Yes. We live in a small community. It happens quite a bit. However, it also doesn't happen quite a bit. So don't think that your first or second high school boyfriend or girlfriend is the end all. Realize that high school is a time for you to figure out what you like about people, what you don't like about people, um, what your interests are. And one person you may be in love with this month and next month, you're not going to be able to stand that person. You can't believe you even dated them for four weeks. So keep that in mind when you're in a relationship with people. You don't want to be intimate with every person that you date because that could end up being a lot of people. You're going to fall in love and out of love about 20 times before you find that right person. And you're writing a book as you go along. And as you're writing that book, by the time you get to that final chapter, of somebody that you think, okay, I think this is long-term. Make it a good book. Every chapter, we're all going to have chapters we wish we could delete or hide. Um, but, you know, own it. Be honest with it. and But do be mature about your relationships when you're in high school. My advice is I'd wait till you're older and more responsible before you have sex. A couple of reasons. Number one, you don't want to be a, mo a baby mama or a baby daddy at the age of 14, 15, or 16. 
So being a parent is a lifelong responsibility. Your parents aren't going to stop being your mom or your dad just because you turned 18. I'm 48. My parents live in Colorado. My mother still wants me to call her when I get home from Champaign um, or anywhere else. And I'm like, Mom, you're 70 and you live 16 hours away. What are you going to do? But that's the thing about parents is they're your parents forever. So even though you may not be in a relationship with that other parent forever, you're going to somehow be conjoined because you're parenting these kids. Number two, from a female perspective, a lot of times it's the female and her parents who end up caretaking this child more so than the males. And that's not right, but that is technically just kind of what happens. So a lot of times those really young relationships do not last. Occasionally they do, but I would say in my 20 years, I can count on one hand the number of those that lasted um, past about five minutes. Um, The other thing is... Um, you have a lot of things you want to do with your life and maybe staying here is part of it, but maybe going away to college or um, moving to a different town or city and starting over is part of the plan. It's not impossible to do that with kids, but it makes it really difficult. So think about what your future goals are. The other reason I'd wait is sexually transmitted infections. We get quite a few that go through here. Gonorrhea and chlamydia by far are the two that we see the most. But besides gonorrhea and chlamydia, which can be treated with antibiotics, but it can cause issues with you getting pregnant later, depending on how long you've had an infection and the treatment, um, you may develop herpes. If you've ever had a cold sore on your lip, think about you know 30 or 40 of those on your penis or on your vagina, inside and out, very painful. And it's a virus. Once you get herpes, you keep it. And you can transmit that virus through oral sex or through genital to genital contact. So if you are prone to getting cold sores and you put your mouth on someone's penis or vaginal area, you can transmit that virus very easily, even without having an actual cold sore. So oral sex is not risk-free. Nope, nobody's gonna get pregnant, but you can transmit gonorrhea that way, chlamydia, herpes, um, HPV, which is a wart virus. So there are different things that you can transmit that way. Um, HIV and AIDS is actually increasing in adolescents and people in their 20s. We think it's because of the increase in drug use, which also means more sexual partners, things like that. We actually have HIV in Coles County um, that's gone up statistically, which is kind of new. We have syphilis back now. Syphilis was an old-time STD that affects your neurological system, essentially makes you kind of go crazy. But most of us primary care providers have never seen a patient with that. We only have textbooks because it's been gone for so long. So those things you can all definitely get as an adolescent, as a teenager. The other reason I'd wait till you're older is what it does to your self-esteem, how it makes you feel about you. At the time, it may have seemed like a great idea, but people like to yap and we live in a small town and nothing is ever kept a secret. So if somebody says, hey, this is between us, that's for that moment until you make them mad or you break up or they can't wait to share it with their best friend. And once they share it with their BFF, you know that BFF is gonna share it with somebody else. Even if it's not meant to be cruel, it's just going to happen. So if you can, if you're okay with that and you're comfortable with people talking about it, then make that decision. But if it's gonna embarrass you, you're afraid people are gonna find out, it makes you feel bad about you, then that's another good reason just to wait until you're older. There's a lot of things you can do to show somebody you care about them and to maintain a, a very healthy relationship without it having to be about having sex and things like that. So um, lots of reasons why I tell you to wait. Now, if, 
getting pregnant doesn't bother you, getting an STD doesn't bother you, people talking about you doesn't bother you, then by all means, maybe you're ready to have sex. But otherwise, if those things terrify you, then that's probably your body's way of saying, yeah, might want to hold off on that. Besides the fact that sex is not what you guys think it is. You're teenagers, you have no idea what you're doing. You have no idea actually how it works to make everybody happy in that situation. So typically people are left with, that was it? Like, that's what everybody talked about? That kind of sucked. Um, and it's part, a big part of that is you don't have that emotional connection or maturity with somebody um, that takes it to that next level. Now, the flip side of that is let's say that you're like, that's great, that's fine, but I'm in love and I'm going to have sex and that's all there is to it. Then if you think you're old enough to have sex, you're old enough to buy condoms, you're, you're adult enough to have a conversation with me about birth control. I'm happy to give you what all of our options are and talk about what's going to be the best fit for you. And if it's something that I can't do here, if it's something more like a an IUD that actually gets put up in your cervix, in the vagina, which, you know, if you want more information about that, I'm happy to explain that to you. Or in your arm, um, I will definitely make that same referral. And you don't need your mom's permission to come in and talk about birth control. You can tell your mom you're coming in to talk about a sore throat and a cough or a cold, and we can talk all you want about birth control. And I can put you on birth control without your mom's permission. And mom, I'm not saying that because I want you to like wait in the parking lot for me after work today. I'm saying that because that's the law. So your child is my patient, and I hope you know that I will always treat them like my own. So I'm not going to offer them advice that is ill-intentioned, and I'm going to do my best to keep them healthy. But it is the law that I can't disclose that information without your child's permission. Now, I know that's strange because your 16-year-old cannot make her own appointment to come in for an ear infection, but she can make that appointment to come in and talk about birth control or the fact that she's pregnant and I can't share that information with you. But that's what I'm hoping that you really are trusting the fact that I'm always going to encourage them to have open communication with you about situations. And a lot of times if I say to your child, hey, how about we sit down and talk to your mom about this together because you are pregnant and I don't really want you to leave without telling them, um, the kids are, very 100% of the time so far they've been like yes can we bring my mom in and can you tell her um, so you just have to trust that we're going to do that but you also have to realize that no form of birth control is 100% so even if you the female is on birth control you want to make sure you're using condoms gentlemen I don't care if your girlfriend tells you she's on birth control do you watch her take her pill do you know she's getting her shot believe it or not we have kids here that register up front come back here refuse the shot and we can't tell their parent they did not get the medication. They leave without getting the shot because they didn't want it. Um, so you don't know for sure what your partner has done. So you're going to make sure that you're controlling your life and your destiny. You don't want somebody to get pregnant on purpose. That happens too. I've had young ladies who have said, but I think it'd be great to have a baby. I think it'd be fun. I want to be a mom. And I'll say, have you talked about this with your boyfriend? No, but I think he'd be okay with it. No, he's not. And this is a really big situation that you didn't have a choice in, but you kind of did because we've just had this talk about using condoms 100% of the time. So definitely make sure that you're making your own decisions. You are protecting yourselves from sexually transmitted infections, from the chance of pregnancy if you're not ready for that. But also just know that, you know, again, our goal to get you through your high school years is happy, healthy, productive, 
and that's my job. So if you ever have questions, there's not a single topic that makes me uncomfortable. I can talk about literally anything, anytime, anywhere. I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not going to be disappointed in what you're telling me. I'm not your parent. I'm your medical person. So sometimes you guys don't want to tell me things because you're afraid I'm going to judge you. I promise you I will not judge you. I'm always going to treat you like you're mine. My stretch marks are from my own, not from you, but you're still my kid. And my job is to help you through this weird road map called your teenage years. So anytime you have a question, ask me. All right. Well, Noelle, thank you so much for, for doing this podcast. Not a problem. My pleasure. We hope this two-part podcast has given you some ideas on how to have the talk with your kids and how to keep the conversation going. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. You can find us by searching Sarah Bush Lincoln or visit our website at sarahbush.org.